from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Welcome to the Tom and Terry Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours show. This is Blog Talk Radio. We are broadcasting from Sun City Country Club here in Sun City, Arizona, and we invite you to call in for comments or questions. Uh, Our call-in number is 1-917-833-4162. Remember, you can call in uh, and you use your your computer. Uh, go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Boomer and Babe, B-A-B-E, and you can uh, get all of our previous shows. So you can look up things that we've said and discussed in the past, or you can call in today at the one. Nine one seven eight. Excuse me. Nine one seven three eight eight four one six two, and we can uh, have a discussion on anything that you want to talk about, how your year's ending, and uh, how you want your future to be. Success or failure, the choice is yours. And we give you a, what our goal here is to give you an opportunity to make success the choice that you make. Failure is not making a choice, not having a plan. If you have no plan, that's your plan. What you, Your life the way it is now is the way it's going to be in the future. It, if you're waiting to hit the lottery, uh, good luck with that. And even look and see what happens to the people that do win the lottery. Um, one of the things that, that I want to talk about today, I, I have several things we want to talk about. First of all, we're rewriting the book. And success or failure, the choice is yours. It, by by some standards, people would say, well, it wasn't that successful. Well, it did what I needed it to do. It got a message across to my own children. So I know that my family is doing better today than they were doing before. I know that I personally am doing better. My wife is doing a little better, but she hasn't really embraced the program, which means the choice is yours. It's not up to me to make the choice for you. If you don't want to take the time to have your vision of how you want your life, then that's the choice, that's the plan you have. No plan is a plan. I don't have to plan. You're right. But when you think about it, how do how come 5% of any population always winds up having things? And why is it not the same 5%? Because some people are born into things and they don't have it. Some people win the lottery and all of a sudden they're in the top economic group. And five years later, 
they're in greater debt than they started. They have the experience, but the person with the experience now has the money. And all they had was the money, and now they have the experience. So you get to be in either camp that you want, and it's it's set up for you to do that. Um, today, I'm hoping that uh, uh, David uh, Phelan will call in today. Um, he's writing a part of the of the new of the rewrite of our book. Our book is has been successful but with the people that actually used it. So I would say that I got about I got about 2,000 copies, a little over 2,000 copies out uh, in people's hands. And I think about from, from when I try to call back and when I try to keep up with people, I would say about 30% of that group actually read through the book and are doing and using the principles in it. And believe me, these are not my principles. I didn't invent this stuff. I'm not trying to say to you, uh, oh, listen to me, I know everything because I invented all this stuff. No, I just am using the self-help teachers that have helped decades of people, hundreds of thousands, millions of people who have had their lives changed. And my own life has changed because of the books I've read and the, the, the people that I have contact with. What I try to do in Success or Failure is give you a choice. Is In the new book, what I'm doing is I looked at how, how people function. You, you, they, they are in a, a good home or a bad home or they're... They have good parents or they have bad parents or they have parents, the bad ones, that don't really care about the kids. You know, sometimes overbearing is not as bad as undercaring. So the idea is how do you how do you function with wherever you're at and whatever brought you to where you're at now? And this is what I'm trying to get people to understand. What plan brought you to where you are now? And the other thing is, do you like where you're at? Can you, if you don't, can you alter it? And if you do like it, how can you make sure that you can prolong it? How can you make sure that in changing economic times that you're going to be sufficiently taken care of? What I've done in my life is I retired seven times. And after the last one, I said, I'm not doing that anymore because I don't know how long I'm going to live. I mean, the government started Social Security with the idea that, oh, we'll have people pay into this for 40 years of their working lives and they'll only they'll probably pass away half a year before we have to pay them off. Well, what people figured out, myself included, I'm 77, why should I go when I can still collect that money? That's a better return on my investment. And the whole idea is people are living longer and your vision has to be for you having a longer life. And what my goal is to have you have a longer productive life. It isn't to retire, meaning having nothing to do, 
I'm at leisure. I don't have to. I live in Sun City. I mean, this is a city where people come to volunteer and to do things that they really like to do. So it, we don't have the same pressure as when we were in business. Now, of course, I have four businesses, so I guess I have four times the pressure that I used to have. But what each one of us has to figure out is what's right for us. What What is it that you want to have, and where do you want to be? So, like, tomorrow I belong to... Uh, tomorrow I'm going to a group that I belong to. It's a big group where it's just a group of business people sit and talk about a, a topic each week. Once a week we meet and we discuss um, different things, how to better our, our business, how to improve our service, how to get a bigger market share, how to uh, get more people to use your product or service. And people are very open in in, the, in our group. It's... Uh, we're not selling any anything to each other. We're we're networking as uh, how to help each other, but we're not networking of how to do business with each other as such. We're not trying to sell each other our product or service. We're trying to improve our own business. And the the meeting tomorrow, which I really like, is what is your vision for yourself in five years? And, I mean, this is the time of year that we want to be talking about this type of stuff. So I'm looking at it and I say, well, my five-year vision by December 31st, 2020, I love that, 2020. That's hindsight, right? When we get there, we can write down what we want and where we think we're going to be and then put it in your little time capsule and pull it out in five years and look at it and see well, did I hit my goal? Maybe you should pull it out every year and see if you're on target. Maybe you should pull it out every six months and see if you're on target. But what I'm looking at is what I've written down, and I'll share this with everybody. Uh, I will have my personal life align with my wife. I want she and I to have a very aligned way of doing things. We're, We're... we're very blessed in the fact that we give each other a wide margin. She likes being retired after 35 years of being in property management where she was constantly on call solving problems for everybody and nobody really likes property manager until after they find out that the property manager gave them a nice place and they were able to live and enjoy quiet enjoyment of where they're paying rent. And owners, even though they had to spend a little more money, they made more money because they didn't have the turnover, they had happy tenants, they had their bills paid on time, they didn't have a lot of other problems that uh, that property managers take care of. So right now, the two of us are trying to get our lives aligned. I like doing what I'm doing, which I do not consider work. Uh, That's to me, is a four-letter word. I consider this fun. It's a three-letter word, so I don't even have to work as hard. But I'm doing what I love doing. So I have a reason to get out of bed every morning. I get up at 5 o'clock and start a routine 
that gets me to the office by 7, and I work here till 2 to 5, and uh, then I go into a volunteer mode. So my my first point is I want to get my relationship with my wife, which is excellent. I want our lives to be more aligned where we do more things together, uh, both doing what we want when we want. The goal is to be happy within myself so I can continue to do well in my business so I can do good in my community. That is my new mantra. I learned that from Goldman Sachs. I went out, I I know I mentioned it on the program before, I went out to California, and uh, the reason I originally took the program was because I got to ride my, my motorcycle out and I got to see my daughter in California. So that made me very happy. And my friends, I have quite a few friends out there that I like visiting. So I would ride back and forth and I made 15 trips, which is about 9,600 miles in uh, four months. And I got this education that Goldman Sachs put on. Look it up on the com- on your computer. Goldman Sachs SB, small business, 10K. So they spent 500 or $200 million perfecting a program to help you grow your business by 100% a year and hire more people. So their their goal in investing this $200 million was to get people involved in their business and making it be successful, which is what makes America great. Giving people more food stamps is not making them great. I mean, it seems like some people think the more you give people, the better off they're going to be. Not so. It takes their incentives away. So the idea is to do well in your business so you can do good in your community. It isn't to make a lot of money so you can sit around and play cards and drink and uh, and chase around. I mean, that, that to me is so boring, I can't tell you. Uh, not that I've done a lot of it, but I have done some of it. Um, then I will have my, my same schedule of work and volunteering. Uh, I work about 35 hours a week, maybe 40 sometimes, and 35 or 40 hours a week uh, that I do volunteer work. Uh, except when Susanna and I are going to be traveling and doing some things that we want to do together. So I'm taking 30 days a year off uh, for doing that. And the, the rest of the time is volunteer and business. My goal for money is to keep up with inflation, with my personal spending growth, so I'm only going to spend as much as inflation goes up, but to grow non-taxable net worth by 25% a year. So at 77, I don't need the same things. I don't need a new car. I don't need things to impress other people. I need things that are going to grow my net worth because there's no tax on net worth. So there's things you can do to improve your net worth, to grow your business, to grow your equity in your business by buying new equipment, take advantage of the laws, the way they're set up. Don't be yelling and screaming about the government, this and the go- Just look and see what they're doing and how it affects you and how it affects the country and do the best you can within the rules that they lay out for you. The rules are made 
for those that want to work hard, sometimes you got to work a little harder, but you can get things that you want. You can figure these things out. My main financial goals are owning more golf courses on the west side. My brother and I own Sun City Country Club. He's been retired since 2009, and so now all he gets to do is complain. But he doesn't have to work, and he does get to play golf. So uh, I think think he ought to be happy with that part. Uh, But my goal is to put people together to comply with my Goldman Sachs training is to grow my business 100% a year A golf course is a finite thing. We only have so much time. I mean, I can't put lights up and have people play at night, and I can't do a lot of things. And I look at can't, because believe me, when I say can't, I've tried. I'm in a, I have houses along my course, and having people here at night would not be an acceptable. So I can't here at this location. I could have another location that would allow night golf or expanded time and hours. And so what I figured is my goal is to raise my income up to as high as I can get it at this golf course so that it is producing as much as it can do so that I have more funds to give back into the community. And then I will go and buy some other courses on the west side. my volunteer activities will be to grow my GPS. That's golf PS. It's www.golfps.org. That's our uh, website for golf programs in schools. And my pro- my goal is to grow GPS to a state of Arizona 501c3, introducing golf to every high school freshman in Arizona and build a staff to take the concept national. So I'm on one hand, I'm working at just building my own golf business. And on the other hand, to give back to my community, I've started a 501c3 nonprofit so that I can introduce golf in public schools. The the program it isn't just to get people to come to play golf at my golf course because I'm talking about a nationwide thing. So these are golf certain golf courses will benefit from this program, so there'll be partnerships that'll have to be made. There's a lot of work to be done. But the introduction to golf to these freshmen, and people say, "Well, why did you, why did you do that? Why don't you?" There's first tee that's doing it. There's junior golf that's doing it. We're doing something a little different. We're we're not trying to make uh, people be tournament golf players. What we're trying to do is introduce golf to the family as a fun outing, as a way of instilling golf's life lessons. And what are golf's life life lessons? Simply honesty, integrity, good sportsmanship, respect, 
courtesy, judgment. These are things that golf instills in people because it's the only sport where you're the referee. If a ball is out of bounds, you call that a stroke and distance on yourself. If the ball is in a little divot, you play the ball where it's at. You take a stroke or a penalty and you call it on yourself. This is the only game where when you play to get the the lowest score and, and you're cheating, you cheat yourself because there's a thing called handicaps. And I ask you to look up what does that mean. I won't go into it here, but there's a handicap. And that means that on average, you shoot a certain 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 score. Well, if you cheat, you're going to have to, on average, shoot a lower score because they take all these things into consideration. So that's how life is. You hit the ball. You do the best you can with the shot that you have at the time you have it. You hit the ball. You go find the ball, and you play it where it lies. That's just like what I'm trying to tell people here. What is your five-year program? What is your vision for where you're going to be in five years? This is the main thing that we try to do with, with our with our program, with the book, is to tell people how they can get involved with uh, with what we're trying to accomplish. And what I've found is that... Uh, it's it's so easy to, to visualize, see yourself in a certain position, then figure out, well, how did I get there? Okay, if I see myself in five years and I own three more golf courses and I'm able to contribute the majority of my profits into uh, the nonprofit GPS, that's going to make me happy because uh, I will be doing good in my community because I will get more of these young people involved in golf's life lessons and people that know that the more you work in golf, you have the ability to improve your skill to the level of your talent. God gives us talent, but we exercise the skill to utilize that talent. And in golf, that's how it is. I mean, if I go out and play every day, which I can't do, but my body says no, my mind says yes, my body says are you crazy. So I know that I have to make concessions to what my skill level is and accept that I'll do the best I can and I don't get mad at a shot if I miss something that I think I should make, uh, because I didn't practice it enough. But in golf, you, if, as a young person, you can develop your skill to its highest level. And where I am now, I'm, I'm very happy with my golf skills. I'm a 19 handicap. Uh, that means I get one extra shot on every hole plus one. And uh, that makes me very, very happy to be able to put that all together. So... The idea is, uh, again, I'll, I'll go over this and I'll read it quickly. And it, what I want you to think about 
And this is the main reason for this conversation today. Uh, I'm hoping that we get a couple call-ins. Again, um, our our number here is uh, 1-917-388-4162. And you can call in and ask any question about the information I'm covering. I'm kind of talking about what I'm trying to do this year, what my fantasy is, what my vision is for my life, and the reason I'm saying that and talking about myself is so that you can see that this is how the program is done. This is what success or failure teaches you. It teaches you how to visualize. In fact, I'm rewriting the book based on the fact that out of the 2,000 books that we actually sold, the money that came in from those, we uh, put on uh, classes for autistic kids here at the country club. So the money was was used to to a good uh, purpose. Um, but the benefit, the real benefit I got was about 30%, not 600 people, actually told me that they changed their life. It altered, reading the book didn't alter their life, but reading the book and then going back and answering all the questions. And these are questions where I tell people, get a little mirror out and you're working with you. You're working with you to get the best result from you and from your life that you can have as you go through your life. And one of the things in the book I have you you look at is your epitaph. Okay, you're not going to be here forever. Nobody is going to live forever. So, I mean, God lives forever, but not us. And in in the physical body that we have, so we live as long as we can. The main thing we want to do is leave some good behind, some reason that we were here. This isn't a dress rehearsal. So you don't get to say, oh, gosh, I made that mistake. I'll never do that again. No, you get to make your mistakes and figure out how do you how do you recover from it? How do you learn from that mistake? Not so that you never make it again, because sometimes that same mistake has to be made because you took a risk and the timing was off. The, the risk was correct. The planning was correct, but it just didn't work out. That's okay. How do I do that same thing over again next time and make the tweaks to it, the changes that will make it be successful so that you can get the most out of it? So what I want you to do is you get the get the book. Well, in fact, I'm not even asking people to to buy any more copies of it. What I'm what I I am in the process and I hope hopefully I said by the end of December, and I'm going to say to you the end of January, I hope the book is ready. Um, I'm, I have my editors looking at it and says, you, you still need to make some corrections here. So we're, we're going over it. I think most of it's written. But the change in the book is based on the, the, the people that got back to me, the 60 the 30% that actually said that that it changed their lives. And I ask them, well, what did you do? How how did that happen? What what caused it? And 
they got to the part where they had to write an epitaph. Like, think of when you're dead. Is that it? Do you want no one to speak of you? Do you want nothing that you've done uh, be a benefit to the people that remain, that are living their lives as they go through life? And if you do want something left behind, what is it? In my case, what I want to do is make sure that people get the best out of their life that their talent will allow. So I'm trying to give you skills that allow you to develop to the pinnacle of your talent and how to go past that. Because like myself, I'm not the greatest business guy in the world. There's some things I don't like to do that I need to have done. That's why you have companies. That's why you get partnerships. That's why you get other people involved in your endeavors so that the company can fill all the needs and all the slots that are necessary to make your business grow. Because you're in the business of you. So the new way that we're we're looking at, at business is it's a combination of you as a human and you as a business of you. So what what how how does that work? I mean I have people say, What are you talking about? I'm not in business. I I'm barely hanging on to my job. That's because you don't run you like a business. What's your profit? When you go to that job, which is your source of income, what do you do there that's going to increase that source of income? And if you're at your limit and you can't make any more money at that job, you're in a dead-end, go-nowhere job, I can't do it. Well, whose fault is that? Is it the company's fault? Or is it your fault? Did you not look around and say, I'm at the epitome of my skill and my talent level, and this is it. And if that's it, you know, then accept where you're at and start enjoying it. I mean, or make some other changes. Visualize what you want to do. So what we're doing is we're, I put together an org chart that shows you how to run your business and yourself like a business for a profit. Anybody can make money if they agree to do more than they get paid for. Sound easy? No. Most people want to do the minimum to get the maximum amount of money in return. So I'm just turning that table and saying, what does it cost you to do more than you get paid for? If you're only going to spend eight hours at the job, most people barely are productive for four and a half hours. I mean, so is that part of what what you're getting paid for? And is that how that stuff all works? Uh, The idea is to figure these things out and uh, make sure that you know how you want your life. So we're doing the book and we're changing it around. The idea is to say to ourselves, this is what I want. This is where I see myself in five years. And just I'll read mine again. My five-year vision, I will have my personal life aligned with my wife, uh, both doing what we want when we want. The goal is to be happy within myself, 
so I can continue to do well in my business, so I can do good in my community. I have the same schedule of work and volunteering, about 35 hours a week in work and and 35 hours a week in volunteer work, except when uh, Suzanne and I are traveling, which will be about 30 days a year. My goal for money is to keep up with inflation, with personal spending growth, but to grow non-taxable net worth by 25% a year. My main financial goals are owning more golf courses on the west side and growing the the GPS, which is a nonprofit which I founded, uh, to a national business. I mean, my immediate goal is to introduce golf to every high school in Arizona and build a staff that will take it national. So, I mean, I'm not... You don't own a nonprofit, but nonprofits have salaried people working for them. I'm not interested in doing that. I'm interested in hiring people that that can raise enough money so they can get paid, so they can do the good work that is going to be necessary to grow this wonderful game and get people to understand the value of golf in their life and as a family member. So those are some of the things that we're looking at and trying to figure out how does this how does this stuff work for you? How does this work? So again, I mean, today I'm I'm kind of just being as I'm here by myself with you, of course. Uh, I'm a little I don't have Terry to to pick up where where my my brain winds down. But the the thing I want to get back to and. And I hope you don't mind me skipping around as much today, but I, I'm I'm really happy with where I'm at and what I've been able to accomplish this year with the people that I've surrounded myself with. It's just uh, uh, it's just a wonderful wonderful place. So um, you know when you finally get things that work out and you're basically a happy person because things are working out the way you want that's because i have a plan i mean i've i've built business plans and i'm a certified score mentor and i help other people for free to put their businesses together and to grow their business but the main thing is what about the person? See, and this is what I'm trying to do with the book, the new chapter. I have an org chart that I use. I did not invent it. I just have integrated it into what I do. I don't do it the way the original originator of it did. I mod it, so I call it morphed. But it basically starts out with you're a person and you have to have a vision of where you want to be as a person. You're also a business. Now, this person is a business, I think, is a new concept. Uh, I want people to think of themselves as a business. And what does that mean? That means I do things for a profit. I want to give more than I get so I can give more, so I can get more so I can give more. What a concept. The idea is 
the more people that I can employ, the more people that I can help reach their goals, the more people that are basically going to help me reach my goals. Because if it makes me happy to help another person, and I want I'll, I'll digress again, so I'm just telling you I'm making a change in what I'm saying. But when I go and talk to victims of domestic violence at Eve's place, and I ask them, I say, what do you want to do? Oh, I just want to help people. I think that's a human trait. Almost every person that, when you get them off guard or on guard, when you get them thinking, what do you want to do in your life? I just want to help people. Go look in the mirror. And that's where you start. And this is what success or failure, the choice is yours, is all about. It's starting with you first. And what? how do you do that? Just like a business. I want you to run yourself like a business. I want you to do more than you get paid for. I want you to figure out what makes you happy, and you'll find it's helping other people. So the more volunteer work you do, the more income you will derive. And it's not that you get paid for going to be a volunteer. It's you are learning a new skill. So you volunteer in an area that you would like to know something about, and all of a sudden you know about that. That gets your experience without having to start a whole journey. Tom? Hello, yeah. Tom? Yeah. You've got your guest David is on the line. Okay. Very good. Hello, David. Hello, Tom. How are you doing today? Very good. I, I, I would like to introduce you to my audience. This is uh, uh, David Phelan. He, he's uh, helping me with my new book. In fact, we've collaborated on a couple of ideas, and we're planning to collaborate a lot more in the future. David, do you want to give the, the audience some information about yourself and what what we're planning to do? Sure. Uh, as Tom said, my name is David Phelan, and I am a licensed professional counselor, and I have a practice in Litchfield Park, Arizona, the general mental health practice, which means I see uh, children, adolescents, and adults, and I work with people who have uh, various kinds of mental health concerns, depression, anxiety, relationship difficulties, difficulties in their uh, careers or other aspects of their lives. And one of the emphasis of my practice has always been helping people to get the results that they are interested in most. And so when I met Tom and he told me about what he was doing about his book, I realized that a lot of the ideas that he has and that I've been working with in my practice for uh, more than a decade are are very similar. And so it seemed like a a really good fit for uh, Tom and I to work together. That so, and what we're trying to do, what I'm trying to do with the book is to give people a financial health where they can think of themselves if they have a job is to run themselves as a business so that they're doing things in their life for a profit. And then I'm talking to David about having a program that if you're stuck, if you are in a rut, and even though you visualize how to where you want to be in five years and you still don't know how to get there or you have stops, that's really where you would come in, right, David? 
Right, exactly. You know, when I think about people getting stuck, they can get stuck for a number of different reasons. You know, some people I work with are stuck because they're not really clear about what they want to have happen. Uh, They may not be clear about where their life is going. They may not be clear about what they want to have happen in a relationship. Uh, They may not be clear about what's going on with a particular project that they're working on. And so they're, they're stuck just because they don't really know what they want. Other people that I work with are stuck because they know what they want, but they don't know how to get what they want. Um, they, it's like they know what the, the destination is, but they don't know the road to get there. Some people that I work with are, are clear about the destination and clear about the roads. They just can't get themselves to follow through. And other people that I work with are stuck because they've been getting some successes in the things that they have been pursuing, but they, they accomplish the things, but they're still not satisfied. And so they're stuck because they are doing isn't really lining up with what's really important in their lives. And so they may be, um, you know, accomplishing things at, at work and, and, you know, their their boss may be happy with their performance and yet they feel like they're just going through the motions. They're not really satisfied with it. Or it may be that they're involved in other things where they're able to get results. And sometimes they're results that, that even impress other people, but for them, uh, deep down inside, they're just not satisfied with it. So there are a lot of different reasons why somebody can be stuck. And what's great about the, the book and the, and the project that we're working on is no matter for what reason somebody is stuck, we can help them to get unstuck. We've got uh, time-tested strategies uh, for helping people get clear about where they're going and also about how to get there, as well as cutting-edge technologies from the the kind of counseling that I provide. Uh, Another service that I provide in my practice is is biofeedback. And and these are things that are really on the forefront of the the, the technology and what can be provided to people to help them get out of the situation that they're currently in to where they want to go or at least to get them on on that road. That that is exactly what... I think that the book was missing in its first edition. So what I'm trying to do, and I, I'm, I have finished that uh, the first the chapter, which now is called the Vision Seven. It's, right. People say why is why is seven before one, but that'll be explained through the book. Just move forward. The idea is if you don't know where you're going, you're already there. So if if you want to have these things to change, I'm trying to get people to visualize where they want to go, and that's the first step in getting you together. And then if you're having trouble with that, then you'll be able to go, and I'm having David write one of the appendixes in the book where he can actually take you through a program to get you unstuck so that you can go through the rest of the book. And the idea is to get people, my idea is to get people to be more productive than it is to just be happy. It's why it, what makes you happy. And that doesn't mean you walk around with a big grin on your face all day. That just means you're content with the fact that you're at 
you've reached your talent level with your skill. So you've developed your skills in life to your limit of your talent. And once you get to that point, if you still are not satisfied, then you collaborate with other people. And that's basically what David and I are doing is we're helping each other by helping individual people. So the whole thing is a collaboration, and that's part of what what a company is. So a business of the individual being and what I'm preaching now is you're a business of you, that's one. But once you get to your level and you find that you're still not getting to your final stage of what your vision for yourself is, then bring in other people and get other people to work. Is is that pretty much what we're saying, David? Yeah, I, I think you're right on. You know, the, if, if you really think about how the human being is designed, we're designed as social creatures. We function much better when we're working together than when we're working in isolation. And so, uh, Tom, you're, you're talking about helping people to be as productive as they can and you know, I'm interested in helping them be productive but and, and at the same time helping them to make sure that that productivity is going in a direction that's going to be satisfying. Uh, one of my favorite authors talks about, it, you know, it doesn't matter how quickly you get to the top of the ladder if the ladders are against the wrong building. You know, so there's a, a sense of we want to have this balance of uh, what it is that we do, what it is that we accomplish, and what's the the value that we have in our life. And if you can balance those two things, that really is where the magic is. That's that's exactly what the book is about because I I started out and there's Think and Grow Rich in my book. Uh, I've projected and put down things that Napoleon Hill said back in the 20s. And you look at it and say, that's 85 years ago, yes, and that's that's a long time ago, but this we're still human beings. Although we're right. living longer and we're doing things, and there's stuff that's available today that people would have burned you at the stake for witchcraft if you said you could do it or or you actually did it. Uh, right. There, there's just different things that have that have gone on, but the principles still work. And what we're trying to do is get people to first figure out what what it is you want, so that when you finally get to the place that you want to be, that you can have balance and say, this is where I want to be. I'm happy and I'm content right here. This this is what makes me happy. And at that stage, you're not just taking your your chips off the table and going to a new game. You're actually content playing that game that 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 you're in, the cards that you are dealt to yourself. Right. Yeah, the the analogy that I like to use is that, you know, if you were trying to uh, pound a nail into a wall and you you went to your toolbox, you might find several different tools in there. And and let's say that you had a screwdriver and a hammer, right? Well, what's the better tool for the job? The hammer is the better tool for the job. You can use a screwdriver to pound in the nail if you pick it up by the the blade and hit it with a handle. But but if you do that, there's a really good chance that you're going to ding up the handle, you might dent the wall. It's not the best tool for the job. The hammer is a much better tool for the job. And, and you know that by how the hammer is designed. You know, the hammer has a long uh, 
handle for leverage. It's got a weighted head. It's got a flat striking surface. The design of the hammer tells us what its purpose is. And in the same way, each individual person is created with a unique design, and that design informs what their purpose is. And so the things that are going to be most satisfying to an individual are the things that are uh, consistent with their design. You know, we, we've heard stories like, of you know, somebody who becomes a lawyer because their parents really wanted him to become a lawyer, and, and he's, you know, he's done it. He's been successful. He went to college. He graduated. You know, he did all the things that, he, that were necessary, but he gets into the job, and he hates the job because he's not designed to be a lawyer. You know, so if we try to do things that are, that are contrary to our design, uh, it, it's not ultimately going to be satisfying. So when you talk about, you know, playing the, the cards that have been dealt, we want to get to that position where we're satisfied with what's happening right now in this moment because we're operating consistently with how we've been designed. Uh, that is that is so well spoken. I mean, this, this is uh, exactly, we are... We have a design that's in us as individuals, and doesn't mean that we can't change it, but doesn't mean that we're going to really be happy. It's like sometimes people think, well, they should have, I should have more money, or I should have a new car, or I should, I should, but that doesn't really make them happy. After, I mean, my wife was very happy about getting some uh, jewelry and different things and different kind of clothes and shoes and. It doesn't make her happy now. I mean, right. the stuff's off in a vault box. But you know, once you get it, does that is that going to keep making you happy? And you find out the answer is no. The trappings of life, after you get past food, clothing, and shelter, the trappings are quite boring. I mean, if you have a canoe or a hundred and fifty foot, three hundred million dollar yacht, I mean, they're both the same thing. I mean. In fact, I probably have more fun with the with the canoe or kayak. Right. You know? So you know, right. I mean, it's just understanding these things about ourselves and understanding that in this society, people are taught by TV that they should buy more stuff. You're only a, a good citizen if you buy more stuff, and I find that's not true. I right. find I'm happier. When I do more stuff for my community, and I am happier if I can help other people, actually, not by giving them some money and say, you know, the little person on the on the sidewalk who says, uh, you know, I I'll be I won't lie, I, just give me five bucks because I want a beer, uh, you know, or or whatever the reason is. the The idea is that I don't want to help those people. I want to help those people become productive citizens in the in the community and where they can reach their potential not by taking from other people and and perpetrating a fraud you know they don't need the money they just know it's easier to live that way and not pay taxes so right. uh, different things for different people but you know I, I think about that and I, I think you know we as adults we often ask kids what they want to be when they grow up you know, and I've, I've yet to hear somebody say, you know, I want to be homeless when I grow up. You know, right. I want to, you know, be a beggar when I grow up. You know, 
something happened along the way in that person's life. And and what what you're uh, pursuing, Tom, is helping people to reclaim that vigor for life that we all had as children. You know, we all had big ideas and big dreams when we were children. I mean, it could have been a dream just, you know, I want to own a pony, you know. Uh, right. But, but whatever that is, we, we had that, that zeal for life. And when you go and you look at the person that's standing on the corner and begging, where where is the zeal? I mean, they may be scraping by. And, and even if that person is making a lot of money, you know, it's like, is, is that what life is about? And so so the, the thing that's great about what you're trying to do is to help people to figure out what life is about and how to have it work. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm, I'm really happy that, that you and I are able to work together to help people get clear about what their purpose is and to make a plan to fulfill that purpose. Exactly. I mean, that's that's really what this thing is, is what I'm looking at is in the first thing that the, the 30%, that 600 people that I feel that I actually impacted their lives and the lives of people around them. So instead of them needing other people, they found out that they could take care of themselves, you know, getting their own food, clothing, and shelter together, and then they could go out and help other people. And right. I think that was the big lift for the majority of them is that they found a balance in their life. They didn't have to have a bigger house and a better car and more expensive this or that. They were very content to be the millionaire next door lifestyle, right. if you've ever read that book. But the idea right. is... Uh, what what we can what we can do, and then I'm working with you on on yours, and then uh, Thad and Heather Young are doing the part on their body, uh, on the individual person's body. So I'm looking to get people to visualize where they want to be in five, ten, fifteen, twenty years in the future, and living in the future, but having balance today. And I think with your help, with the getting their mental health together and getting themselves unstuck and then working with uh, Thad and Heather about the the having a good, competent body because, like I say, I'm 77, so I, I do look at that side of the equation. Uh, but, you know, they helped me lose 41 pounds and I've been able to keep it off. Even going through Christmas season, I think I only gained about one pound and I've taken that off. So I'm going to start out the new year without without any weight gain. And, yeah. you know, it's just – and I did not give up. I have not been on a diet. I mean, I have had candy and I've had uh, the the good the good dinners and I'm planning to go out on a New Year's dinner. So, uh, right. And the idea is that I've changed my metabolism so that I'm living that part of, of life and it just because I'm in balance, and that's right. that's what I'm looking for here is to get. It's like thinking grow rich was all about money. Think how much money you want. What will you do to get it? And I'm thinking, how much money do you need to have the lifestyle that you want? Then go for that, and then right. figure. Well, we're going to have to have inflation, so I don't want to be working to make the enough money to make for food, clothing, and shelter. I don't want to do anything. I want my money to work to do that. And then right. 
allows me to do the the 50% of my time can go to volunteer work and 50% can go to the other side. So, you know, these are these are things that that I think we work out. Uh, I think we've only got about oh, we got about two more minutes, um, two minutes and ten seconds. So, it, I, what I would like to end with, uh, David, is that um, you you give a little. I know you wrote uh, your your part in that's going in the book Appendix B. Um, right. And I wanted you to say something about how would you get people to actively contact you? I mean, so that we well, could. Yeah, so, so the, probably the easiest way is uh, through the website purposeandplan.com. Purpose and Plan spelled out all one word, dot com. And if you go to that website, the, the not all the elements are fully functional on the website, but at the top of the uh, of the screen is a uh, button that you can click to email us. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me at purposeandplan.com. And from that, we can help you to figure out what it is that you need. If it's uh, coaching, uh, we can provide that to you. Uh, we can do telephone coaching. We can do email coaching, in-person coaching. If you need um, more intense mental health services, counseling, that can be provided to you. Eventually, the website will have uh, podcasts that are available that you can listen to and will have interactive uh, activities to help you to clarify what your purpose is and then tools that are necessary to help you uh, fulfill that purpose. So, again, if the, the, the website is purposeandplan.com, and that's the easiest way to get a hold of us. That's great. I think we're just going to be pretty much winding down here. And uh, I want to thank you very much, David, for being on today. Uh, put a put a little of what you said today into your into your appendix, and we'll be good to go from that point. So that's thank great. you very much, and uh, I I look forward to us uh, moving forward as a company into the future. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thanks. been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.